Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. All social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. A shout out to the good folks at Johnny Walker. Holding it down. No Hennessy here because our wives drunk all the goddamn Hennessy, but we're fucking with the Johnny Walker once again. Okay? And make sure you listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday, noon EST for the Throwback Classics, and 3 p.m. EST for another dose of the Throwback Classics. And of course, the show is sponsored by 97 Piff, the first ever fully organic can of butter infused with haze and hydro. Now, if you've been following the infamous hour throughout our whole journey for the past three seasons, I've been attempting to expand the map a little bit and kind of get out of hip-hop and bring some different elements. And the gentleman that I have with me right now, he has a dope show that he is a creative consultant on called... The Staircase available on HBO Max Eric Jensen Welcome to the Infamous Hour EJ Inf What's up man Thanks for having me uh, Do you ever get uh, confused with uh, Eric Jensen The guy that was on Walking Dead I think he was on a few other shows right? He was We actually We actually um, He did For Life Which was For Life Yeah and, It was also um, like a correctional correct. type of thing And yeah. I came on afterwards In post in, in, in post production Yeah and everybody was like, oh, Eric Jensen, Eric Jensen. And they kept getting us confused because we it, it spelled the exact same. So yeah. um, I had to I had to add the J in between. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Blake Carrington. We was having some conversation about Blake. So Blake is actually the stunt double. He's the double for the guy that's the actual um, person playing. Uh, what's, his, what's the guy's name? That The, the main person. Uh, for playing? Life. Yeah, For Life. Uh, yeah. The, the actor. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. It's what, based on a, it's based on a, uh, based on a real character. He uh, went to prison. He found a loophole and was able to get his law degree in Cali and then come back in New York as a lawyer and beat his own case. He yeah. got exonerated for something yeah. that he didn't do. Yeah, so the actual actor, like the stunt double. So I guess like whenever they need him to fill in and they, they show like the shoulder of like yeah. the main yeah, actor. Yeah, he's a stand-in, yeah, yeah, photo double, yeah. Yeah, so he's there. Shout out to Blake Carrington. Shout out to Blake. So um, you, you have a very interesting story, um, obviously the Clinton Max thing, but you actually yeah. spent some time in jail, right? And, a little um, bit, yeah. You talk about your story just a little bit. I mean, twelve years in and out vacation time. It, it, that's not a long. That's not like a short time to, to be in prison. I mean, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, for me, one day is too long. You know, yeah. And I think for anybody, and it's like, you know, from. Doing the time that I did, you know, I didn't do the 12 all in one stretch. Yes. You know, I did it, the installment plan. So pick the timeline. Was it like three, five? Like how yeah, well, I did. You know, my first one was three and a half flat. Mm -hmm. uh, I had an armed robbery. Um, I was a knucklehead. I yeah. was young. Yeah. Uh, and the next one, I got caught with some weed mm -hmm. in the jail. And they gave me another one and a half to three on top of that. Okay, so you get caught with paraphernalia in the prison. Correct, yeah, promoting prison contraband in the first. Yeah, and then obviously the prison law is a little different than outside law, right? It, yeah, be, yeah, well, it is because it's uh, corrections law, and yeah. then you have executive law as well, which is it's really hard to explain, but mm -hmm. it's like different laws. You don't need probable cause for some things mm -hmm. in executive law. It's like they give them like whatever, you know, they can pretty much deem whatever was probable cause. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know... Um, First one was the armed robbery. The second one, I got caught with the weed. And the third one, they hit me mm. with like this kind of like a criminal enterprise charge. Mm. Um, they said I was paying people to go commit robberies. And I was, my garage looked like Best Buy. I think that's what the indictment said. So that's pretty <laughs> that's much, crazy. yeah, yeah. Um, but so I got a three to six for that. Mm. And uh, so that was my total of my, my 12 years right yeah. there. So so, that, so then we're transitioning from, all right, so you do this time in jail. And then people started seeing you pop up, obviously, mm. on CNN. Anderson Cooper, I think there's some 
on ABC. Um, how did you get into those circles specifically? What was it about specifically the Clinton Max escape? And that's how you. Well, I, I think that was that was one part of it. Yeah. One part of it was the the escape from Clinton back in 2015, mm-hmm. and the fact that I spent time in that prison with all of the players. So when this was all transpiring and as it unfolded, you know, I was watching the Twitter feed, I was watching the news, and I was like, you know, some they're not telling the full story. Yeah, they're not. So it took me about like two weeks. You know, they were into the escape two weeks. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there watching it, watching it. And I'm like. Something, you know, like they don't have any other voices. They don't have the full conversation. They have a one-sided conversation. So what I did was I reached out to a journalist and uh, Jessica Schneider, shout out CBS News. And uh, she came to my house an hour and a half later. She was there. We did an interview. Um, Next day, this guy uh, from the New York Post called me and he was like, you know, you want to do an interview? And I was like, sure, we could talk about it. And we did a uh, two-page spread. Yeah. Page six. Mm -hmm. Um, Major key alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no but, page six is, but, but no, page that's a, that's six, page slot. six. But, but he, 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 like, he, like, he did the, you know, the okie doke. He, he kind of like twisted my, twisted like what I said. Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, yeah. It, I mean, I guess page six, it, it's gossip. Yeah. So I, you know, I respect it, and it got me some exposure from where then I went to CNN. I did like you know over a hundred interviews over the criminal justice system mm-hmm. or whatever we were uh, discussing. But it's always you know my friend was killed. Uh, rest in peace, Samuel Harrell. Mm. And that was another piece that I threw out there. So I created like a conversation about these things, the injustices, the brutality, you know, the the, the corruption, and mm. ultimately my friend's murder. Yeah. And uh, somebody, you know, uh, a writer from a, a very well-known show reached out to me on Twitter and said, would you like to um, help us create a TV show? So um, mm. shout out to Brett. Yeah, shout and, out to him. Round of applause. Yeah. Here we are. And uh, no, for real, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And... Uh, you know, he always has good words of wisdom because, you know, um, like I learned a lot from him yeah. and he, he trusted me and we, uh, you know, so that's how I got the exposure, you know, mm-hmm. just reaching out, networking, mm-hmm. hustling, just like we, 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 we in the streets talking yeah. to people. Yeah. We, we could be in meeting rooms mm-hmm. or boardrooms. Yeah. We, we actually had some conversation about that off air because it's a very similar situation. And I found myself struggling with this in the beginning, like getting into like radio and being in corporate spaces. So is it a fair assessment to say that the corporate world it's similar to the street world, but it's it's like a different attire. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely is. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, some projects are thirty stories, and some meeting rooms are thirty stories. You know, what I mean, like where it depends on where you're meeting, but it's the same thing, man. We're we're all like, in, whether it's in the street, in the meeting room, or on stage, mm-hmm. on set, mm-hmm. in 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 here, you know, in yeah. in, in in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing, and you gotta, you know, you adapt just like we adapt to everything that came our way because mm-hmm. we made it thus far. Because we yeah, all yeah. came from, we all have our own story, yeah. and we adapted. And you know, some people keep keep it keep going, mm-hmm. and some people give up. And you, but you know, my thing was like, you know, I gave up. I gave up for twelve years, so I'm not giving up now. Yeah. So that's kind of my drive because it's like, you know, uh, my girlfriend asked me like, why, why why don't why don't you sleep? Like I slept, I slept for a long time. Long time yeah. I'm good now. Yeah. Like so, and it's my motive. And I think, you know, the same corporate hustle is the same thing. We're trying to either sell a product mm-hmm. or we trying to, you know, uh, um, be the like be the be the liaison. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can go through and you just get your cut off the top, yep. which is the same thing in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you, somebody knows the plug and you don't know the plug, mm-hmm. then he gets his PC off the top. Yeah. And but in in business world. 
that's what I became. So now mm-hmm. I opened, like, you know, Jensen Creative mm-hmm. because I wanted to be that for people who came from similar or the same experiences mm-hmm. or from people that are going through something and maybe help prevent them mm-hmm. to go through the same shit that I went through. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. What was the reason why they didn't name the show Escape from Clinton? Was it... uh what was it like some sort of like legality when it came to the state or no, it was because, um, so it's escape at Danamora and then the subtitle is everyone's looking for a way out. So okay. if it, it, if it's not just the two inmates escaping, if you know, in, in, in the show we speak about the, the corrections officer, Gene Palmer, who mm-hmm. actually slid the meat past the metal detector, mm-hmm. didn't even ring it up. It had hacksaw blades in it. But he had a close relationship with the two guys as well. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for a way out of Plattsburgh, Malone, that upstate the Dan area. Moore yeah. area. Yeah. He was looking for his way out. Joyce Tilly Mitchell, mm-hmm. the head seamstress, the civilian employee that, you know, Dave Sweat was, you know, her 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 pretty much her, you know, her right hand yeah. in the tailor shop. He handled all the inmate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she was looking for a way out. She was in a messed up relationship. Yeah. Um that's a, that's a whole other story. And so the deeper thing is multiple people are looking so for a way out. So at Danamora. Yeah, the way that you're explaining it, correct me if I'm wrong, is like multiple people are in their own prison, whether it's like physically in jail by the state yeah. or in a relationship yeah. or at your job, and they're all trying to figure a way out. That's 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 absolutely correct. And that's, that's why, you know, it, it, it originally was Escape from Clinton. But that kind of sounded like too cliche, yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, the Clinton, 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 Clinton. Yeah. It's something different, like Danamora. Have you ever heard that word before in your no. life? Yeah. So it's like escape at Danamora because Danamora is just the town. The the, the, the prison is Clinton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it added dimension to, mm-hmm. to the creativity. Like, it's not just about the prison break. Mm-hmm. It's about people's personal lives and how people go through maybe 10, 15, 20 years working mm-hmm. at correctional institutions. And then one day... They're escaping with them. Mm-hmm. It just happened the other day, you know, with Vicky White. Yeah, you know, and it's like, it's like, wow, she was a decorated officer. Mm-hmm. She sold her house, collected her four hundred one k, and took off with them. Yeah. So it's like, what drives people to do this? Yeah. And it's boredom, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like when when you look at people that are in like a public figure perspective, mm-hmm. right? Because because a celebrity is a public figure, but a public figure goes beyond being a celebrity. Your law enforcement is a public figure. Yeah. Your firefighter is a public, like a public figure. servant, like a civil yeah, servant, like a civil servant. Yeah. So they kind of look at them almost like robots. Like you know, my sanitation people come every day and they you know they pick up the garbage and I look right. at them almost like a robot. Um, and then in these type of situations, specifically in prison, where you're spending so much time with someone, obviously there's the human element involved, right. and and you're dictating you're dictating this in the story. Correct. Um, yeah, we, 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 we go into that vastly. You know, we show, um, you know, we show how she's like, bored with her life, how mm-hmm. she's just became mundane. But now she's, you know, um, you know, she's 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 helping these guys escape. What What is that thread? Yeah. What, what connects that? Like a normal woman that works for not even the Department of Corrections. She's a civilian. Mm. So it's like she comes in. So I, she just works actually in the jail. Yeah. Well, Corecraft. So in the New York State Department of mm. Corrections, there's a company called Corecraft. Mm. And it's pretty much slave labor. So you get paid. I got paid 30 cents an hour. Yeah. To so close. And is that legal yeah, to be able to? Yeah, it's legal. To... Yeah, it's legal. Oh. Be, well, they have, like you said, 
different laws. Yeah. So it's not criminal procedure. It's not penal. It's not civil. It's executive law. So who governs these laws exactly where like an inmate can work for $7 a week? I mean, minimum wage in New York state is $15. Yeah. So how is it possible that an inmate can work for $7 a week? That, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's something that, that I don't even know because I, the, the inspector general's office and the mm-hmm. commissioner of corrections run the Department of Corrections, you know, yeah. so the IG is pretty much, you know, she's going to, it's like internal affairs and NYPD. Let's put it like that. You know, mm-hmm. like we got NYPD, then there's internal affairs. They, they, they come down and they inspect they, the police. Same thing with the inspector general mm-hmm. and the Department of Corrections. Mm-hmm. So they make these rules up and they have them. And uh, yeah, man, like we used to work, we'd get bonuses, but yeah, I was getting about 30. I think the most I got, I started at like 34 cents and I left making like 42 cents an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's like a civil upgrade. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but, but, and, 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 and no pun intended, but that was like, the, that was the ideal employment you wanted because in a tailor shop, they, they had special housing, not yeah. special housing. You were in a cell block with everybody in the tailor shops, yeah. you know? Okay. And, so and, you were specifically with people that were yeah, in your craft. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there was certain perks, but I mean, you're still working for thirty eight, forty two cents an hour, whatever yeah. it may be, and but it was the, it was the, the highest paying job. Yeah, so you know, so take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and you know, I was trying to like when I went when I was in Clinton, I was on a parole violation, and uh, you know, I was just trying to listen. You know, I didn't have people on the street. I didn't have packages coming in heavy. I didn't have money on the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I had to do was work. I had to hustle, yeah. whether it be in the yard or in the or in the tailor shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different lifestyle. Once again, you're watching the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Uh, this is the Infamous Hour every single Thursday, 9 p.m. here on Boom Bap Nation. Facebook, your airports, and uh, everywhere you can get your podcast. And I have Eric J. Jensen in the building. Now, you have this amazing resume, which consists of, of creative uh, input on multiple things. But, you know, working with Benicio Del Toro, I'm sure there was some sort of uh, creative thing that you had to do with him uh, to get him prepared for this role, right? Because this is a big role. It's a Showtime series, and it's it's an element that he's never been in before. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is correct. Um, so once we did finally attach a director, which was Ben Stiller, to the mm. show, we, you know, attached actors, which were, you know, Benicio Del Toro, yeah. Paul Dano, Patricia Arquette, amongst a few. Um and so what, what I had to do was, you know, I flew out to Los Angeles to go link up with Benicio to help him with the character development, to mm-hmm. go over the script. And then, you know, when we finally got into production, you know, of course, we'd meet up in the trailers, mm-hmm. um, the Mercer in Manhattan, and we'd go over the script because a lot of times, you know, what Ben Stiller wanted on this was the veracity, veracity, authenticity and truth. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to tell it. So no that was way. like his direction of yeah. what he wanted and, as a director. Yeah. And he gave me carte blanche with the prison shit. He yeah. said, do what you do. And I was like, okay. You know, so, and that's what I did. And, uh, you know, it's hard to teach somebody how to go to prison or how to be an inmate yeah. because we, we, we stereotype it. Like everybody's these big, bad, or, uh, you know, big, bad Nazis or Aryan nation mm-hmm. guys. It's not, it's, 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 it, I'll tell you prison is nothing like television. Yeah. That's that's the key, and that's why, you know, everybody's human. Mm-hmm. Everybody's human, regardless of the situation. There's humanity there. So something happened, which you know, uh, it, it either wasn't organic or we're placed in these cages where you know we're being warehoused 
with yeah. nothing. We don't, you know, we ain't got no, no, yeah, like we're not getting trailers yeah. unless you've been there for a couple yeah, of years yeah, and married. Yeah. We're not getting all that. So we at the all. You mean like a conjugal visit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not getting none of that. So it's like you got all the, then they do it. Like they know, like they don't want you to be emasculated. They want yeah. to emasculate mm-hmm. you. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So is it fair to say that the, uh, the state prison system more than the uh, local prison system or the county prison system right. is more like a mental breakdown of the human element? Complete. Complete. Um, it's, um, yo, the United Nations said that anything over 15 days in solitary confinement is deemed, in, like, you know, it's inhumane Inhuman. treatment. Yeah, inhumane really. treatment. But still to this day, you know, we house thousands in solitary, not only for, like, listen, I understand some, you know, some of the viewers can be like, well, some people deserve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. Totally agree. But if I get caught with, a hundred stamps. Mm-hmm. You're gonna throw me in solitary for a fucking month or two months, whatever it may be. You mean like actually committing the crime within the prison? Yeah. What they deem well, as a crime. We, yeah. So, so if if you get caught with more than necessary stamps, you know, yeah. if you don't have, it's you 50, mean actual postal stamps? Yeah, postal stamps. Yeah. If you got more than fifty, they can throw you in a hole. So they throw you in a box. And mm-hmm. guess what? Now they'll throw you in there for thirty days. And guess what? That does. You know, it breeds mental illness. Yeah. Because listen. No, no man, and and we're not meant to be alone. If that was the case, yeah. I wouldn't be talking to you right yeah. now. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, we're not meant to be alone. And mm-hmm. humanity is—it's supposed to be about compassion, love, forgiveness, all the things that we're taught, right? Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, it, it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, you, you've had the chance to to work with a bunch of people. Obviously, you was in the Morgan Freeman joint yeah. um, about the actual skate from Clinton Max. But you know, I admire the Irishman, right? And I thought the Irishman was was a very um, so I watched it. It was like a four-hour film. It is a long film. It's a Martin Scorsese film. I thought that they painted the picture correctly, but I kind of felt it was underappreciated a little bit. Like, I don't think people kind of grabbed it the way they were supposed to. You think that's a fair assessment to, to the actual film? Maybe, I, maybe it's because they're older actors at this point, or... They, 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 they are older actors at this point, mm-hmm. but I think, like, you know, a lot of people don't know what, into, what, what went into making that film. Yeah. Um, I mean, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, they all had, like, these dots on their head. And they had to wear them while they were acting in the scenes, really? so they could attach. They could attach when they when they aged them or made them younger. Oh, they could yeah, attach they to the face. points. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so they had to act. They had these points on their face, all really? over their face. That yeah, yeah. So they're called digital anchor points. They're anchor. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Yeah. But so what they do is like so when we CGI something or green screen it, you put it in. You got to attach like these anchor points, so you create this digital face. So when it moves, you want the face to move too. So you mm. have to anchor it to these points, and uh, you know something I never dealt with mm. in my career. So I, I, I like I, I find the show fascinating not only because of the story, but you know the, the talent and and the time and and you know the, the effort that went into that. And yeah. it was it was a it was a it was an honor to actually be able to work on that project with mm. those gentlemen. Mm. You know, how do you go from a space where you're like a creative consultant? Um, obviously, these companies are bringing you on like because they want to emulate real life and they want real yeah. life opinion. So how do you go from behind behind the scenes? Because this is a level behind the scenes that goes from behind the camera. Right? Yeah. Obviously, somebody's filming me and you right now, right? Yeah. And then there's people working that and then there's people you know, governing them. So how do you actually go from there to actually being like a Nazi on the show? Like, how does that, <laughs> like what, what type of game? Yo, that what type well, of yard talk is that? Yo, listen, listen, man. <laughs> if, if there's there's more than one check, yeah, you know. So I, I would I love being a part of the creative process, and mm-hmm. you know I love the fact that I can emulate something I'm not. Yeah, you know, and to be able to do that, and you know, still 
all my friends like me. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Let me think. But, but, but no, like to be able to emulate something where I'm not, it's cool. It's kind of almost like, you know, you live outside yourself for a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, you get to like, you know, it's, it's just being, being natural. And, it, you know, I, don't get me wrong. They, they, they weren't, they weren't handed to me. You yeah. know, I had to audition, mm-hmm. you know, out of a couple thousand people I auditioned yeah. and, you know, I mean, maybe it helped that I know the directors, but you know, he ain't gonna cast me if if, if I didn't have yeah. the talent. So you know, it's kind of cool because now I see it as you know, now I'm not just selling prison stuff because yeah. you know you don't want to get typecasted too much. Like you're just a prison guy because I'm a lot more than a prison guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but acting it takes you out of that spectrum. You know, yeah. it takes you like now you're like doing something like it, it's 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 pretty cool, man. It's really amazing. Definitely, y'all. Uh, this is the Infamous Arm, your host, the Infamous Arm. And they have shout out to Boom Bap Nation, the loyal citizens. Now, one of, you actually worked on two of my favorite shows, which is The Blacklist and Ray Donovan. Um, so, and for me, both the shows kind of went left a little bit, right? So, we, yeah. we were talking a little earlier, like, the, you know, the, the girl got killed, uh, his daughter. And, and, you know, how does a show like that exist after season seven? I mean, it's still going, obviously, right? It's probably going to keep going. Uh, you, you know, just just from being someone behind the scenes, because obviously you were a creative standpoint. Like, yeah. what was the thinking into killing off Keenan, right? Like, to, to even uh, that, that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I left after season seven was yeah. my last season there. So you actually working on that season? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was consulting on, on yeah. the show. Um, on, on the blacklist. Yeah. Um, on Ray Donovan, I, I wasn't. The the writers of Ray Donovan were the ones who reached out to me on on Twitter. So I okay. did, I never worked on Ray Donovan, but um, I I love that. I used to love it, and then you know it changed after the writers left the show. Yeah. And when we started doing our thing, you know, the show went downhill. Mm-hmm. You know, it was bad chemistry between them and the showrunner. Mm-hmm. But you know, blacklist. Yeah, I mean, you fall in love with a character. You watch watch so many seasons, and then it's like you know, now it changes. But you still want to watch, and maybe you're disappointed. But I think they still got through to you because you feel the emotion for mm-hmm. the show now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you become a part of the show. So maybe I, they're probably gonna run that until the wheels fall off. Yeah, it's almost like The Walking Dead. Like I follow Walking Dead, like literally from every episode from the beginning until yeah. uh, the main character uh, Rick Grimes yeah. got killed. And then once he got killed, and they. You know, for me, they kind of ruined the show where they skip like six years, right? So, like, like, what is like in a creative aspect, like when you lose your main character, because that happened in the blacklist, obviously, yeah. and in Ray Donovan, that also happened when yeah. he lost his wife. wife yeah. So, where does a creative team go from there? Like a main character, and there's different reasons, right? I mean, they're just leaving. You know, uh, the guy who played Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead, he just wanted to go home to his family. He lived in London. Yeah, there's different like real life reasons. Yeah. So, how does the show like recover from such a loss like that? Well, I mean, you got to look at it like well, like we spoke about, you know, it's like yeah. the corporate world. And that's what, when you're on set, it's a corporate world. You yeah. got the lawyers there, you got the agents there, you got the producers yeah. there, all money people, numbers people, you yeah. know, um, all contractual agreements, whatever. So, like, if 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 he's having a problem, God knows, you know, whatever the reason may be or whatever, he wants to go home, like you said, or uh, uh, he's got another show coming up that's going to pay more off yeah. of this. So, what they'll do is they'll write you out, you know, yeah. and... Uh, Sometimes you, you know some people get written out and they don't want to be, mm. but you know it's. Uh, I mean, listen, it's a cutthroat business, yeah. just like any industry, it's like the streets. Yeah, exactly. literally, like exactly. drug game. Go to one block, another block. <laughs> so, um, you know, the most interesting thing that I got off camera was this new project that you have. Circus Crisis Cast. Oh, dot com. Right. Crisis so, cast. false flag, false flag, false flag operations. Now. 
So we, we've all heard of a false flag operation before, right? And, and and it's kind of been like a myth, right? It's like the big, you know, elephant or butterfly in the room. You know, you got 9-11, you got Ukraine, you got uh, this, that. And there's been multiple memes and multiple situations where you'll see like the same guy who's like on soil in Ukraine. He's in front of Sandy Hook. Fact or fiction, this is a real thing. I mean... I, I I from 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 the project that I've been working on, and you know we're in way way in the early stages. I I believe it's real. Yeah. I believe it's real, and you know I'm not trying to push an agenda or anything on any any of the viewers or anything. But yeah. listen, man, there's some there's some messed up shit going on in this world, and people are pushing their own agenda. And it's the thing, you know, they started back in the '60s, psyops. Yeah, you know, it's like MK Ultra. It's mm-hmm. like we they brand. Stuff just so we watch it. We know jingles from freaking fast food restaurants, mm. but we don't even know what our great grandfather's last name was mm. or middle name or mm. shit like that. They they program mm. us to know certain shit, mm. you know. And so, from from my from my from my knowledge of of this, you know, uh, um, world because this is like a whole yeah. different. Like I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to think the best way to put it before anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But I'm researching the show. That you know we're shopping around, mm-hmm. and things just don't add the fuck up. Mm-hmm. They don't add up, and mm-hmm. when they don't add up, that makes me. I'm not dumb. You can't just you know piss on my leg and tell me yeah. it's raining. Mm-hmm. You know that's like a dude with a prosthetic leg putting it in the pool and telling you the water's cold. Yeah, you know it's the same, same <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's like how, how do you go about th- this discussion? Yeah. How do you say you're unpatriotic because you want the truth? Mm-hmm. It though, like, you know, it's kind of like it's, it's, you know, censorship mm-hmm. at its finest because you're only be, you're only allowed to believe what they tell you. Anything else mm-hmm. is fake, false, third party, mm-hmm. or you're conspiracy theorist or terrorist. Mm-hmm. A terrorist. Mm-hmm. We've seen people like InfoWars yeah. for years talk about crisis actors and, and this. So, in a theoretical um, aspect, so. What it would be is it would be a staged event or would it be a real event? And then they hire people to come in and act in certain roles to make it believable to the public. Yeah, that's that's correct. They have uh, they have numerous websites. Um, So really, like you could actually go. It's like a mail order bride. We could order a crisis actor and we could probably have one here tomorrow playing dead on your front stoop. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so like if I uh, if I smack the shit out of uh, my neighbor. Cause uh, you know he made better steps than I did, and then I can have someone come with a news thing and hire people to. Oh, you, no! You can you can hire like, crowds. You can hire crowds. You can hire. Really? You can hire entourages. You can hire. You can hire like like up to stadiums full of people. They have this. Really? Yeah, crisiscast.com is one of them. And then I mean, you can go on Craig Craigslist and look up crisis actors, and they probably got one for sale near you. Mm. Um, you know they they don't have no conscience. <laughs> no, yeah. they'll come and do whatever they want and. Uh, but what they are, they're actors portraying either victims or whatever your agenda is, whatever mm-hmm. point you're trying to get across in your marketing, yeah. you know, uh, uh, scheme. And uh, you know, in my 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 opinion, they have these people that also work for governments. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you can see, like the thing with Ukraine, they had a couple hundred people in these body bags behind this news reporter, and he's talking about these are all the dead bodies. And one of them gets up on live TV out of the bag. Like, mm. how do you explain that? Yeah. Like, how do you explain that? You know, like, not like he was even shot or anything. He mm-hmm. just got out and, like, you know. And just walked and, just like, walked rolled, and like, rolled the blunt. Right yeah. him. So, um, you know, there's, there's certain things we, you know, 
I, I, I understand believing in what's ours and our country and our, you know, the patriotism, whatever, but it, 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 there's a thin line, like, when we're being played. How yeah. patriotic is that when they play the communities and the public yeah. and the nation yeah. and the world? Yeah. That's not patriotic. So, you know, how, how do how do companies get away with this, right? Because this is actually bigger than, mm-hmm. like, a government structure. You're talking about, like, a legitimate LLC that opens up a business and says, okay, my business is going to be crisis actors. And they have legitimate companies like CNN, Fox News, this guy, that guy, right. coming and hiring these people. So how do you get away with something like this? Well, we got to look deeper than that because it's it's not just – so so. there's a thing called the Bilderberg. And they meet once a year. They're the top echelon of all our companies, yeah. whatever whatever it may it's be. Like the roles in yeah. Every role, every president, every president since Eisenhower has met with them. Okay. So what this bases on everybody there, they they own the news. Mm-hmm. If you own the news, who's going to tell you what you can and can't yeah. put out? Now yeah. that's why they try to shun and put people out that are speaking truth. Yeah. So now what they're doing is they're saying we can cast these people and make a set over here and green screen it. And we can make it look like people got shot because you know what? It's like things don't add up. Mm. And and when they don't add up, that's when you got to dig deeper, no matter what it is. It might go against your beliefs, mm. but you know when 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 you're being played. Mm. Oh. So so at this point, like, all right, so again, we have like a very like blue collar, mm. you know, middle upper class fan base of 37 to 55 mm. who are real hip hop fans. Um, they tap into Boom Bap Nation because they want like Real information that they are potentially not getting. So, theoretically, right? Because we want to keep everything yeah. in a theoretical yeah. aspect. What would be the best news source for for them to go well, to? Right? I think. I think you know that that's that's a great question because I was just going to bring up because um, it's if, tricky. If, it's yeah. tricky. But if all right, so so everybody here uses Twitter, right? You know, yeah, you yeah. know, you know how to use Twitter. Yeah. How like it's on your feed. If you Google Boston Globe tweet. About mm-hmm. Boston bombing, their Twitter feed comes up and it talks about a controlled explosion being held that day, right before the time frame. You can look it up right now. Really? And yeah, you, you can't dispute that because it hasn't been deleted and it's in their feed. You can mm-hmm. go through it. It's not photoshopped. It's not. It's their actual Boston Globe Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And you look it up, it'll say that there's going to be a closed explosion on Boylston between da 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 da, and yeah. Uh, so this is like, so, so they they actually announced that this was going to happen. It was, it was it was an operation. It was it was it was like an event. That's what they call them drills. They call them drills. So everybody's thinking that this is just a drill. Like they're going to close my road for you know three hours yeah. of construction. So it's a drill. Yeah. And now what they do is they have their key players. If you look in all the videos, everybody has Adidas. All the people pushing things or with the actors, they all have Adidas suits on. Mm-hmm. So you know. How to pinpoint people from Homeland Security or yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, you know Department of Justice? Wow, this is deep talk. We're watching the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Eric J. Jensen is here. New show, The Staircase, is available on HBO Max. Yes, sir. Um, so, is this like a short series? Are we getting multiple seasons? Or well, you know, um, it's it's eight episodes. It's based on a a, a true crime drama. You yeah. know, it's it's based on an actual uh, you know. Pretty fucked up event, you yeah. know, that happens. You know, this man, he found his wife at the bottom of the stairs. And this is a true story. Oh, yeah. yeah. About Michael Peterson. Michael Correct. Peterson yeah. and the murder of his wife, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, you know, it, it's out on HBO Max now streaming. Yeah. I don't want to give anybody spoilers in case they haven't um, haven't seen I, it. I, or, or know about the actual story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If they haven't, I don't yeah. want to ruin it for them. But 
Um, it's very intriguing, and we do go through every fact, and we explore all different, you know, defenses and, yeah. and different things that could have happened to her. Yeah. We have a great cast. Uh, shout out to Colin Firth, Tony Collette, yeah. uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, yeah. and, uh, you know, Sophie Turner. We, we have an all-star cast, all-star director, yeah. uh, Antonio Campos and Maggie Cohn. Shout out yeah. to you guys, yeah. and thank you for the opportunity you guys gave me on this amazing project. And uh, listen, man, we're going back to the Emmys 2022, yeah. man. Let's go. You actually went to the Emmys. How was that experience? I mean, that must be like a different type of experience being the upper echelon of film and yeah, corporations. It was, it was, it was, it was uh, listen, man, I've been, I, I've seen a lot, you know, in my, 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 you know, 40 years, I've seen a lot of fucked up shit, negative yeah. shit. But yeah. honestly, like to see that, it's kind of like, you know, working on Escape of Danamore for 21 months. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm like, I had this dream with the guys and I'm like, yo, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it eventually did. Yeah. It was kind of like the Emmys was a culmination, and it, it like put everything into perspective. Like, like, like fuck prison. Yeah. Like we can do better. We can evolve. We can yeah. evolve, and we can use what we've been through mm-hmm. to better ourselves. And the Emmys was just like a, you know, I don't even know, man. I, I was, I was like, I almost left my tux in Chicago. Right? You know, <laughs> I think it was just something like you know, it's like I don't even know, man. It's like it's hard to put into words. It's like yeah. it's like like me trying to tell you, like you know. Or, or, or sell myself about going to prison. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, to me, it, it was just more of like a, a notch because mm-hmm. now I know, like, now I can level up. Yeah. Now I know, like, you know, there's no more self-doubt. It's straight confidence, business, yeah. and we're going, you know. Um, yeah, man, it's just like there's opportunities out there for, and, and they keep growing. Yeah. Keep yeah. Growing, man. Yeah, to the moon. So here in the Infamous Hour, we actually have a top five segment. Uh, okay. We do top five everything. I did top five fast food, top five this, top five that. And just a little hip-hop question for you. Uh, top five hip-hop albums, like just albums right. that you will rock. All right, well, let's say um, number one, got to be Reasonable Doubt. That's, that's, that's my jam. Um, number two, I Am. Okay. Nah, it's third um, album. Yeah. Number three, gotta be uh Do or Die A Z. Mm. Um Number four, gotta be Recovery. Eminem. I think Recovery, yeah. Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And then um All Eyes. All Eyes on me. Tupac. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and you know, it don't gotta be in that order. Yeah. You know, cause cause I it's hard for me to even put the top five like that. But yeah. you know, it's just, you know, how I grew I grew up in Queens. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I always had that. I always had my ear to the street for the mm-hmm. music and, and, and what was coming out. And, you know, a little different. You know, it's not as mainstream as everybody else because we all say, like, you know, ready to die. Life after death. Yeah, but, you know, it's So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just something, you know, you, it's different. Mm-hmm. So so what is next for uh, Eric J. Jensen and Jensen Creative? Obviously, you're working on this uh, false flag project that we were talking about. Yeah. And uh, we have this uh, staircase project on HBO Max. So what is next for the company? Where do we uh, see ourselves going? Well, well, currently we're 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 in pre-production for another show that um, I'm actually going to be I'm actually going to be directing it. It's yeah. my directorial debut. It's yeah. a pilot. Um, it's called you know Looks Can Kill. Yeah. Um, so it's you know it's 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 going to be uh, it's it, it's it's something new for me, and yeah. I think it's at this point where you know we we get so many. You know, we hit a plateau in what we're doing, and we want to break out into something new. I think we we you know we spoke, yeah, we spoke about, about it. Yeah, yeah we spoke yeah. about it before. It's so like you know. We're, we're, we're good with what's comfortable, mm-hmm. but growth only comes in uncomfortable situations because mm-hmm. that's how we either become smarter or stronger. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to be doing a, 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 a casting call next month. And, uh, you know, all everybody listening, if they want to reach out, uh, Eric Jensen Official mm-hmm. on uh, IG mm-hmm. and uh, com. if mm-hmm. you want to reach out, see what we're up to. And uh, 
Listen, man, we're 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 accepting all submissions. Mm-hmm. You know, final question. You know what what advice would you have for someone who may be just coming from your original position? Right, we have people getting released from incarceration every day, right? And they, they're watching someone who's been to the Emmys, you know, right. that 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 uh, has some sort of creative control in any aspect of shows that are on Showtime and you know been on CNN and and getting their opinion out there. So, and, and a lot of people that's coming from the incarceration, they kind of feel like they have no hope. They kind of feel like they've been, just been exiled from society. <laughs> so, what advice would you have for someone on how they can um, actually move forward and be and have an actual contribution? Well, I think I think the first thing you know is is don't 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 get discouraged because there's going to be days where you yeah. feel like giving up and grabbing that thing and going to do something or you know going out on that block and making some you know whatever mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck you do and just don't 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 give up because you know what like like we 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 all we all make mistakes but we're better than our worst deed. Mm-hmm. We're better than the worst thing we've done in our life. You know why? Because we still have time to move forward and to forgive people and to be forgiven. And you know, and most importantly, you got to forgive yourself because a lot of people hold this guilt and this animosity and hate inside of them, yeah. and they don't know who it's for because they don't realize that they hate themselves for yeah. the shit they've been going through and yeah. the shit they've been doing, shit they did to their family, their kids, yeah. whatever. But they have this ego, so drop the ego. Be be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Be real and. Don't give up and holla at me. Yo, if you, if you, uh, you know, li- listen, bring something to the table. You want an opportunity. Like I said, you know, shoot, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Yeah. And um, I know what it's like, you know, coming home from nothing, staying on my friend's couch, wearing the same shitty Tim's in the yeah. summertime. Cause like, yo, I was trying to get up and get out. Yeah. And you know, nine years ago, God bless, you know, maxed off from Attica. Yeah. I ain't never looked back. Yeah, Fuck that shit. for that shit. Fuck Attica. <laughs> uh, someone wanted to follow you on social media, where they can follow you at? Uh, yeah, on uh, IG, it's Eric, E-R-I-K, Jensen, official, J-E-N-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, Twitter, same thing, Eric Eric J. Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Facebook, Eric Jensen. And then, uh, yeah, the, the agency, though. The agency is mainly, like, you know, the business aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Jensen Creative Consultant Agency dot com. You know, hit me up and uh, if you guys, you guys want to get involved, do something. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I can make you an A list red carpet guest, but mm-hmm. listen, we can work towards that. You know, we can, we can, we can build, man. And it's uh, that's what it's about. Yeah, we need like minded people, and mm-hmm. and never forget that the information that you have. It's very valuable. Mm-hmm. It's very valuable. Of course, round of applause. Eric J. Jensen on the Infamous Hour. This is the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus, every single Thursday, 9 p.m. EST on Boom yes. Bat Nation. Make sure you listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday, noon EST, 3 p.m. EST for the Throwback Classic. So next time, stay safe, stay productive, and stay COVID-19 free. See you then.